attitude and deep, rich tone that made mine one of the most recognizable voices in Hollywood. But I'll be damned if now, at the moment of truth, I could remember one line of the script I had studied. After 259 episodic television shows, 63 movies, and four Broadway shows, <laughs> the great Jennifer Lewis could not remember one fucking line. I was a nervous wreck. No one on the blackish set besides me knew it, though. I asked for a moment and grabbed my script. As I sat down and put on my glasses, I knew I would be forgiven for the pause. After all, I was new to the set, and the rest of the cast had already shot several episodes together. Come on, Jenny. Come on, baby. You can do this. I was not about to disappoint all these people. The cast and crew. The writers the producers, and ABC Disney who had hired me without a single audition. To better focus, I took three deep breaths and finally got the lines in my head, then whispered, come on, Jenny, come on, baby, get up, get your ass up and deliver. In the days before, like a fool, I had read the Facebook comments about the announcement that I would be on Blackish. Oh, shit, here comes Jennifer Lewis. Hey, she my play auntie, y'all. That's right. They got the mother of black Hollywood. Oh, my God, she's fabulous. She's this, she's that. Now I felt like I had to live up to all that love. I couldn't let it shake me. I had to shut down all the internal noise and get in the moment of my character. Ruby Johnson. Come on, pull yourself together, Miss Bachelor's Degree in Theater Arts. I'd studied Stanislavski, Feldenkrais, and with the great Uta Hagen, no less. Where did Ruby come from, and what is her objective in this scene? I had been working on Ruby. I wanted her to be a whole person, warm, grounded, smart, quirky, and very, very funny. A woman who loves her son, perhaps a bit too much, never cuts her daughter-in-law any slack, and who loves her grandbabies above all else. And of course, Ruby had to be fabulous. So again, like another fool, I'd said yes to the four-inch pumps, completely forgetting what they would do to my ever-present, aching plantar fasciitis. I stood there feeling fat. My right knee was throbbing. I felt old. What was I doing here anyway? My thoughts flashed back to a few months earlier, when I had seriously considered retiring. I decided to treat myself to a much-needed vacation and jetted off to Europe to have some fun and ponder my life, not only my career, but also the fact that at age 57 I was still single. Despite being engaged four times, I had never made it to the altar. Of course, yes, <laughs> I kept the rings. I was off to Athens, where I boarded the Seven Seas, an exclusive luxury cruise ship. For three weeks, it was just me, myself, and I, a little barefoot colored girl from poverty-stricken Kinlock, Missouri. I had worn one of my huge straw hats, expensive dark shades, trying to be incognito, and a moo-moo. <laughs> I extended my passport and ticket to the young steward. He then stretched his neck and peered under my hat. Even though he was Italian, he proceeded to do an Irish jig, and with no care for his job security, screeched in front of all the first-class passengers, Jackie's back! 
He was referring to the title of the 1999 Lifetime movie in which I had starred. News spread to the ship that a celebrity was on board. There was a knock at the door. It was my butler. <laughs> yes, that barefoot little colored girl had a butler, informing me I was invited to dine at the captain's table. Though I hadn't planned on it, I admit I enjoyed the celebrity treatment. I basked in my luxury suite and lounged on my private balcony as we made our way around the Aegean, the Mediterranean, and the Adriatic. But my joy was tempered by the decision before me to retire or not to retire. I still bristled from the recent disappointment of not being chosen for several roles I had wanted. I didn't get Orange as the New Black, but my dear friend Lorraine Toussaint did. I didn't get getting on, but my dear friend...